Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks, uh, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, Jimmy here, I'm joined as always by my intrepid co-host Richard. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay, sir. To forgive me, I, uh, I I may be coming down with the flu. So or yeah, this, yeah, this, the, this the allergies. Yeah, well, or the allergies. This potentially could be my last podcast. We better make it good. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, no, no. You'll you'll survive. <laughs> I hope. I hope. In this episode, I mean, we're, we're I'm excited to have uh, a guest on this one. Uh, we're honored to have with us Josh Pierre. He's the founder and owner of Rack Addiction Minerals. Uh, welcome, Josh, to the Feed Bandit podcast. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. I'm excited to be here. All right. Great, great. Well, we're excited uh, to have you here, excited to talk and learn all about uh, your products. And, uh, you know, to start out, uh, typically what we like to do is uh, ask our guests just to give a, have them give us a little background. So if you would, just you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how and uh, why you got into into your business. Well... I was born and raised here in southeast Louisiana. I've been hunting as long as I can remember. Uh, my grandpa actually started a hunting club back in the 70s, and my dad grew up in it, as did uh, I. And all of the deer that was in there, there was a few big ones, but there was a lot of spikes, little four points, and I always thought to myself, you know, we could probably grow more, you know, and if we had the right management and food source. And uh, about six years ago, I started researching online and, and asking biologists, you know, about certain things. And I took their feedback and got the feedback online. And I just started mixing stuff together and trial and error, giving it away to people around the area. And they, uh, they liked it, and then I started, you know, shipping it out of state to other people just to see what it did, would do out of state, and it started taking off from there, and that's how Rack Addiction Minerals got started. I just, you know, I wanted to, to grow my deer around here, and I've actually seen a difference in the size deer that we have on our property because now we hunt on a 80-acre track now. We're no longer in the hunt club no more, and the first year was three years ago we got on that 80 acre track and there was, I counted, I think at least eight or nine spikes on, on camera. And this year I had one spike. That's so it was at least, the rest of it was at least a four pointer better. Okay. And wow. granted, we don't shoot everything that walks. Uh, mm-hmm. We have like a little, it's just family property. Uh, it's just five of us family members. And this year, I killed a, uh, a five point and, uh, my dad killed, I believe a four point last year. I got a doe and that was the only deer that was killed on the property. So we do manage it. We don't, you know, go in there and, you know, shoot everything that walks out there. We do kind of try to manage it, but like everybody says down here, I don't know how they say it, you know, everywhere else, but if you don't shoot it, somebody else will, but yeah, uh, I just don't have that philosophy, you know. Right, right. Well, I got to say, uh, you know, looking at your your product and your, lo- I love your logo. 
<laughs> the Racket Diction Generals logo. It's uh, and, and the the font is great, and the logo is awesome. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, you you uh, you put out uh, some good food for the deer, and uh, it's 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 amazing how they stick around, right? Or they and then more come in. You know, and the nice ones come in when they they see that, and then of course you're feeding good food to the deer, good minerals and whatnot, and it's amazing how that helps the, the antler growth, right? Exactly. And and that was that was the first thing that I researched. What mm-hmm. makes up a deer's antlers. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's the main thing that I put in to the mineral. And that that's and a lot of people don't realize from a one and a half year old deer to a three and a half year old deer. All the minerals and supplements and vitamins and everything he takes in goes to his body. Yeah, some of it does go to his antlers, but most of it goes to his body. Now, three and a half years on older, his body stops growing. Everything he takes in goes straight to antlers. Okay. So that's why I try to tell people, try not to kill your small deer. Yeah, you can do it. Just forget that some people are meat hunters. Go ahead and get that first one out the way. You're done. Then you can start hunting horns. Hunt your mature deer. You know, that way you can actually see your your deer grow. Because if you keep killing or shooting your smaller deer, you'll never have anything on your property. Sure. Interesting. Josh, how do you guys how do you guys present your your product out there in the field? I mean, you do you you know, when when you know and we'll we'll talk about this here momentarily, but when we were doing some trial trials for you here in Texas you know, we put along a, a piece of limestone, uh, you know, that way it didn't, uh, you know, if it rained, which, which it hadn't in two months at that point, um, it, would, it wouldn't have soaked into the ground. But, you know, do, do you recommend putting in the dish or or a, or a feeder or is it something that you uh, you just recommend throwing on the ground and, and then they end up like trenching it out and stuff like that? What are, what are your thoughts on that? That's what they typically do on our property. Uh we don't have a lot of dead stumps. That's what I really recommend is putting on a dead stump. Um, I just directly pour it on the ground. I've tried it in feeders. Uh, I've had other customers try it in feeders, and it don't work out too well because if moisture gets to it, it kind of gums up. Right. Uh, so at least on the ground, it, it'll soak in. Because it, uh, mainly it's a granulated mineral. So right. most of it's going to melt away. Right. Uh, so then, like you said, they're trencher hold. They're going to get to it. And right. that's how I recommend putting it on a dead stump. I had a customer in Tennessee put it on a dead stump last year, I think around March. And I, I think he said it's a, a four-foot wide hole now, and it's two-foot deep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can actually go on the page. They can go on the uh, Rock Addiction Mineral Facebook page and see it. Now, they probably have to scroll down a little bit since it was last year. Right. But he actually did a video of the stump, and he took pictures of it from beginning till they started eating it away. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And he actually said he, uh, one of his friends killed a nice buck off of that stump this year. Because in Tennessee, you can't bait deer. So right. he had to stop doing it during deer season. But he said every time deer would keep coming back to that site, even sure. though there was nothing there, they kept right. coming back to that site. Sure, sure. Wow, that's fantastic. That's fan- so. So, Josh, what do you what do you recommend as far as your 
you know, your, your product concerned as far as, you know, when do you put it out? You know, do you, you know, here, like, for example, here in Texas, our um, kind of the, 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 the big date for us is January 1. You know, the tip, most of the deer seasons are, are over here. Well, that's not true. In the middle of January, they're, they're really over. And so people start filling up their protein fears and they put, start putting their mineral out. And, you know, typically a lot of folks will keep it from January till, you know, till about August when the, the antlers are fully developed and the does and the fawns are weaned. Is, is that kind of what you guys recommend or is it a is it a year-round type thing while uh, we're legal i should say well I, I try to tell customers it's based on i guess whatever you you would be in here in louisiana our season uh where i hunt it they divided up in areas our season ends january 31st okay there's other areas in the state that doesn't end until february 15th okay uh the bucks don't start uh, dropping antlers until maybe mid-March toward the end of March. Right. So I recommend if you're in Louisiana, you can start doing the mineral uh, regimen, I would say, around March. When, as soon as they start dropping antlers, go ahead and start putting it out. And right. I typically tell them to keep going until September because they don't shed their velvet until toward the end of September. Right, right. Um, now, you go up north, well, they they probably already shedding horns right now because I think I've seen on Facebook posts people's already shed hunting already. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was gonna so, say yeah, it's, it's, it's all over Instagram right now. This uh, a bunch of folks in uh, Illinois and Indiana and all that it looks like the the bucks are already uh, if, if they haven't frozen to death, they're they're starting to shed their antlers. <laughs> uh, boy, yeah. it, it, I tell you, it, it, it makes we we were talking to a gentleman last night from a. Uh, uh, from a, a company in Indiana, and uh, boy, he he was telling us that I think he said that at his at his office it was like forty five below. Yeah, that was said, the coldest uh, season they got. Yeah, yeah. I said us Southern boys, we would we would literally <laughs> die. Even with uh, the jacket on, we would die. Yeah, that's. Oh yes, yes. I, I wouldn't even step outside. I would call and work out. No, I can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You mentioned so you mentioned that uh, you know you it, I guess rack addiction the mineral came across came around just as a you know trial and error and whatnot. How long? How many years do you think uh, it took you to do the trial and error to get it to you know the formulation it is now to kind of perfect it? It took me roughly about two years to get it to where I, how I liked it because I didn't want to. I didn't expect it to do this. I, I, I wasn't going to make a business out of it. Uh, actually, I had a couple family members and friends tell me, you know, you ought to make a business out of this. You can, you know, sell this and help people out, you know, throughout the United States. And I said, you really think so? They said, yeah, you could do it. I said, okay, well, let me perfect it some more. You know, let me make sure this is actually going to work before I go, you know, public with it. And I just, you know, started tinkering with it, tinkering with it, and, Kept putting it out, putting it out, and eventually it got to where I liked the results of it. The deer kept coming to it, and I haven't had a customer tell me that it took over three days for the deer to find it. Right. Wow. Well, I, I, I know when we did our week. testing, um, when we did our testing, it was, uh, oh, heck, I, I, I don't think it was days. I, mean, I think we were talking hours. Um, they, yeah. they were on it and they, they absolutely wiped it out. And I, I know we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So, oh, that, that's fantastic. 
You know, and that that's what I like, you know, for customers to come back. And I even tell customers, if it don't work, come back and tell me anyway. I changed something, you know, right. just for your, your typical area. You know, I want people to, to actually use this. If I have to change a certain ratio so your deer in your area will like it, then I'll do it, you know, because I, I want it out there. And sure. I don't badmouth other companies or anything like that. I try to tell people, you know, you can use whatever you use. You right. know, but I let the men, I let the mineral speak for itself. You know, right. you can try it out and give me feedback on it. And right. if it works for you, that that's good. If it don't, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to say, you know, or, you know, it, it's better than everything on the market. Wait, sure. I guarantee there's somebody better than me on the market. Sure. Do you, you know? do you, yeah. Do you find that uh, deer in certain areas, I don't know whether it's north and south or even east to west or whatever, that, they do prefer different ratios of the the nutrients in there. I would say so because yeah. it does it on my property. Okay. Wow. Huh. Yeah, and that's just eighty acres. Okay, so it's interesting. Yeah, so do you... I, I I feel that if there's enough, because a deer knows what to take in. Okay, it's just like any other living being. Like we know what to take in, we know what not to eat, what to eat. Same with a deer. He knows how much protein, how much calcium, how much vitamins. He knows how much to take in. So, like, say, on 40 acres of our property, they might have all that stuff just growing wild, Mm -hmm. and they might not hit the mineral as hard as the other 40 acres will. And I've seen that. I've seen it for two years now. I put it out in one spot, they hit it. I mean, hit it hard. And I go put it out, I don't know, thousand yards away or you know 800 yards away and they barely touch it well i guess that's kind of the what you're describing indirectly is kind of the definition of like supplemental feeding right so if it's just depends on what kind of uh natural you know nutrients the deer can find on that on the property uh will really dictate you know how much they need to go to uh you know a mineral or a feed or something like that And, and also i would imagine obviously it goes to uh you know, has there been a drought there, you know, and things of that nature? You know, if it's abundant in a lot of uh, nutrients at that time, then maybe they'll hit it less. But if it is if it is a drought where there's not not so much out there, then, you know, they'll want to obviously supplement their diet with something like this uh, a whole lot. So I guess, yeah, so I guess there's just a ton of factors that can go into it. And like you said, it could be property to property. Exactly. And uh, I did find out from a customer uh, up north. I think he was in Pennsylvania. He had spikes, those, he had the small bucks on camera. He says he's been hunting this property for three years and he tried it for the first time last year. He put it out three days later. He had a six point, eight point, two eight points, and I think a 10 point on camera. Oh, wow. And that, and they was eating the mineral. He said he planted food plots every year and he would, like I said, he would only get small spikes and does and everything else. And that's what I like. That's what I tried to base the mineral off of, too. And it's not just for bucks. It's for all sizes of deer. It's for does. It's for yearlings. It's for all sizes. And I've actually had fawns just got weaned off their mama still eating it. And it actually helps with pregnant does. It actually sure. gives them the nutrition that they need to keep the fawns healthy. So it's an all-around mineral, and it's not just for bucks. And that's what I tried to, you know, to make. That way it's just not centered around bucks. You're doing your whole entire deer herd. Right. 
No, I, I, I was going to say, um, you know, as, as far as the, when, when you, when you, like, for example, the, the gentleman who had the, you were talking about in Tennessee that had the stump, Josh, you know, when, when do you know, when do you know where you need to go out there and replenish it? Um, you know, because I mean, probably to us, you know, we, you know, deer go out there and they get in there for, you know, a day or so. And it's probably to us, it just like, like mud, you know, but, but to them, there still could be stuff there. You know, is there a, um, is there a certain amount or something? Yeah. Like like a rule of thumb for refreshing a a mineral site, because obviously, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to lose any, you don't want to lose any precious time, you know, growing antlers. So, you know, is there a rule of thumb for replenishing a mineral site? I typically do. Uh, I was making the five pound bags, which I make ten pound bags now. So it, it kind of goes a little further, and people can do different mineral sites with one bag now. Uh, I typically do uh, roughly about every two weeks. I will go in there and refresh all my sites. I will put a whole. I put a whole ten pound bag out of each site. That way, I know for a fact it's going to be there, and they're not going to come wipe it out in one night. Right. You know. Um, I tend to try, if the, and not necessarily stuff, if you have a dead log, you know, right. you can pour it on a dead log and, and they'll eat it. I've actually had customers send me a video of the deer, you know, chewing on the bark. Right. Know, now, granted, they didn't, <laughs> they don't eat the whole thing, but, you know, it's just like any other animal. They're going to chew on stuff to get the nutrients out of it, you know. Right. And right. It, it's better when it rains. I, I typically tell people, Right after it rains, the ground's kind of moist, so it's going to help it kind of absorb a little bit. Right. Uh, I've actually seen customers come back, and I've, I've tried it myself. I put it out, and like two days later, they come a rainstorm, and the deer still be on it. You know, it's not like a, a, a regular feed, like, say, rice bran or something like that. At least down here, if rice bran gets wet, then we're awesome. going to have a whole bunch of hogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you uh we must be on the same wavelength here because I was just about to ask you, what has been the um have you had any issues with the hogs? Are are they attracted to the to mineral doll? And the reason why I I'm curious about that, obviously Texas, much like Louisiana, is just infested with them. But you know, when we were when we were trialing out the the product that you were you graciously sent to us in the summer. Uh, I mean, Josh, the, 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 the pigs didn't have a chance to get to it, you know, because the, the axis deer, the black buck antelope, and, and, and a couple of whitetail wiped it out. So I, I'm curious, you know, how the, you know, do, do the pigs like it? Well, in Louisiana, they don't care for it too much. Huh. Uh, Is that, that's one of the few things I, they don't like? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was shocked, too, you know, when I first started putting it out, and I, we had, I think, about six hogs on our property, and... I really don't care too much for them. Now, I like them as far as, you know, eating. But as far as on the property, I don't like them because they oh, yeah. root everything. You know, they mess yeah. up your food plots and everything else. You know, I feel sorry for you guys in Texas. I really do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and now we're down two hogs. I've only had two hogs on camera this year. And once on our property alone, once I start putting the minerals out, they leave. Interesting. Okay. Well, well, that's all the better for the for the deer, you know, that to get to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And I did a test. I did a test because I used to work offshore. Now I work uh, at a uh, home job. I ain't a home job, but I work in construction now, so I'm home every night. I'm not gone for a month at a time no more. Uh, I actually had my dad do an experiment on our property up there. 
Because plus he ran out of minerals, couldn't put no more out. And I wasn't at home to make any more. Uh, he said, well, I'm going to go ahead and put out some corn. I said, all right, well, go ahead. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And the hogs swarmed back in. Oh, and I mean, they was, going for two weeks. they was going for two weeks as long as he was putting out the mineral. Then soon as he stopped putting out the mineral and started putting the corn out, the hogs come back in. Really? Well, you know, I tell you what, yeah. though, thinking about it, that could be one of your biggest selling points. Because, you know, if the deer and all those type of animals really love it that much, but the hogs don't, then, I mean, that's, that's great. You're right. not you're not spending a lot of money to feed hogs when you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your, your, your money is going straight to where you want it to go, and that's into the deer. But the downside is it does not work uh, in Texas. Yeah, I've actually had, uh, I think I have two staff members because I have a small pro staff. I have two staff members from uh, Texas and they put it out and they said the hogs swarmed it. And I've got pictures of like 15, 20 hogs on it. Oh, you know, well. uh, one oh, guy, so- he does help out to where he put a fence up around his feeder. That way the deer can jump in the fence and eat and the hogs can get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he kind of helps with that. But my other guy, he just has a regular feeder, and he said every time he puts it out, it, it, the hogs demolish it. Oh, well, I guess one could hope <laughs> someday. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, uh, but so, I, am, I am working on something, though. I am working on huh? something. Me and my guy from Texas, we are working on something which it, it'll come out eventually, I guess. Uh, it was his idea, since he's from Texas. Uh, but it's going to be more toward for a hog. Okay. Uh, it's being tested right now. Uh, he's actually testing it on his property. We, we kind of put our heads together and came up with a mix and everything. Uh, and I bury it in the ground so the deer can get to it. Mm. And he buried it two foot in the ground. This is the first trial. He uh, actually gave some to somebody else. So I'm waiting to hear results back from that. Mm. But uh, it took a day, and wow. the hole was dug up. Wow, two feet down, and they, and they dug it up in a day. Well, that yeah, that yeah. that's I that's got to be in East Texas because where we hunt, two feet down is uh, solid rocks. It's, so is <laughs> two inches down. <laughs> oh, man, well, you know, it's it, it's funny, you know, you. You you see there. I remember you know when the when the the Texas hog epidemic really became you know a, a big deal. You know they started kind of making products for hogs. You know and um, you, you don't you don't see a lot. So I mean, I, well at least let's put it this way. I haven't seen a lot of of product lately. At least you know when I go to Academy or or even Walmart. You know I'll see like Hog Wild. And that was about the only thing I see. Um, you know and and, and hogs have become. Uh, obviously, they're they're a huge nuisance, but but they're you know the meat's incredible, you know, especially if you know what you're doing. So, um, you know, for oh, example, yeah. we 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 got a, a good buddy of ours on our place. You know, he'll he'll kill a he'll kill a whole slew of them. He'll debone the ham. He'll put in a brine for two weeks, uh, and then he takes it to a butcher shop where they they get after it with a little slicer, and it, it it's the best darn thing you ever put in your mouth. It it's a wild hog. So I. Oh, yeah. I think I think you really got something, you know, when it comes to, you know, bringing in hogs. I mean, that, that sounds ludicrous to say, but um, I, I think there's a market for it, no doubt. And, and people love it. You know, I, I know people that actually love to hunt hogs. Me personally, no. I don't want yeah. nothing to do with them, you know. Yeah. But 
if I would go out of state to go hunt them, yeah, by all means, I go do it because I love wild hogs. Sure. Uh, I, I I shot a wild hog on our property this year. You know, it's about a fifty pound wild hog, and you know we quartered it up, and we end up making sausage patties out of it and everything. Sure. And sure. It, it, it's any anything coming from the great outdoors is good food to me. Amen, yeah. my friend. Amen on that. Yeah, yeah we uh, we we typically on on the place that we hunt, you know, deer season wise, when it's when it's all said and done, we probably end up killing in the in the neighborhood of, of fifty to you know eighty of them sometimes. Uh, you know, and we, we'll have we've got a, a bunch of circle traps out there, and when occasionally we'll catch whole sounders. You know, um, and it's a boy, it's a it, it's a lot of work, and you're really whooped. But uh, like you say, the meats the meats good, but they can sure screw up a deer hunt. That's that's for sure. Oh yes, indeed. So, uh, do you have any other products uh, in the pipeline other than the hog one? Not as of yet. Okay. Uh, I'm probably gonna, since y'all tested it on the exotics, and y'all was the first one to get tested on the exotics, I believe. Well, there was one guy that tested it in Mississippi on a uh, red stag, okay. and he said they they tore it up too. Uh, but besides y'all two, y'all was the only people that tested it on the exotics. Now, I would like to get some more to y'all. That way, we can see if there's any growth in anything, you know, if, sure. if you see any difference, you know, in, in the antler growth or any sure. in the body size or anything, sure. you know, sure. uh, well, I, 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 you I, can actually see if it works. Sure. I, well, I, I tell you what, Josh, the, the timing of this is incredibly good. Um, so we, we, I've got some, some product that you shipped to us, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so, um, it, assuming I don't come down with the, the ravenous flu here this this weekend, <laughs> we're going to put it out. And it actually works out pretty good because um, a couple of our Axis deer are are just breaking into velvet right now. I mean, they, they just got little nubs. So, and and if, and if you go to the, uh, the the blog, you know, that, that's on our website, um, you can see the pictures of a couple of the big Axis bucks pounding it. So, um, you know, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully we'll get some some more results. And we go out this weekend. We're going to put more out. And that and that actually is the fall mix that I sent y'all. Uh, it's no different than the spring mix. It just has a little bit of flavor and add to it and corn. That's the okay. only difference. So even okay. even the fall mix that I make uh, still has the nutrients and everything to sure. keep you keep giving the deer year round nutrients. Right. Uh, okay. And now, why do you uh, why do you add that to it to, for the fall as opposed to the spring? Yeah, uh, it's just uh, like in Louisiana and in Texas and all basically all your southern states. You can feed year round. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yep. you can actually bait deer. So I try to help people out by giving them you can, you're giving them corn because a lot of people around here feed corn, yep. but you're actually giving them nutrients. Giving sure. them vitamins, giving them minerals, you know, they're actually helping you get hurt. And not just giving them uh, fatty food. Because that's right. all corn is, is fat. Right. You yeah, know? just uh, and, yeah. And I, and I try to tell people, like, say, with the spring mix. I, I've actually had a couple customers tell me, well, I'm going to mix it with some corn. I said, no, don't do that. I said, to me, from what I found out from all my research and uh, from me trial and error, that Corn is not very good in the summer months for any kind of animal because it's fattening. It's, it's it, they don't need anything with a lot of fiber and nothing like that. They they need like protein. They need calcium. They need vitamins. You know they need something to help them uh, right. stay healthy. Uh, right. 
So I tell them, don't mix it with corn at all. Now, if you want to do it with a fall mix, go right ahead. I recommend mixing the fall mix with more corn. That okay. way, it'll last longer because they tear it up just like they do the spring mix. Well, I was, was going to say, ours didn't, I mean, like I say, our, ours didn't last more than like two days. And that's what I try to tell people, you know, it, a lot of people mix corn with everything. I said, well, yeah. the deer are coming to it just because of the corn, you know. And I said, mine doesn't have any corn in it. I said, right. it, it's stuff that's actually grown. Sure. You know, it's not no harmful chemicals. There's nothing like that. Sure. And I actually had a guy come to me and ask me, did I put Kool-Aid in my stuff? And I said, no. I said, <laughs> that Kool-Aid isn't made for, you know, animals. I said, it's made for us to drink. You know? Well, and I, I don't and even I, think we should be drinking it. Right. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, personally, I don't drink Kool-Aid. But, no, I don't uh, either. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to put it in my deer feed. No. Right? Uh, <laughs> so I told him, I said, no, it's actual stuff that, grown you know you can actually i I go to a co-op here locally and and that's where i buy from it's from my actual feed store so it's you know i I try to stay local that way you know it's it helps my local area i keep them in business and everything and and i know it's it's grown here in louisiana yep you know that's probably some of it's probably shifting in yep you're speaking our tune, my friend. That that's what we. That's kind of one of our our underlying missions here is to, you know, is to to keep it local. You know, support the support the local feed stores. That's something that's near and dear to our hearts. So we we commend you for that. Because uh, you know, yeah, let's, let's that, face it, yeah. you could probably even with shipping, you 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 have, might be able to find a another supplier and you know somewhere else that that may get it to you cheaper even with shipping but we appreciate you keeping it local man that that's the way to go for sure and i and i try to do that i think we have i believe four or five feed stores within like a 45 minute radius where i live and i try to do use all of them beautiful you know, I, I might beautiful. use one one week and then sure. you know i go to the next one and get from them you know i just don't stick with one feed store sure. I, I kind of branch out and use all of them. And actually, two of them carry the minerals. Right. Oh, that's even better. That's yeah, even man. better. That's a great story. I love it. And you're hey, down yeah. in uh, uh, Bush, Louisiana. Is that correct? Yes, sir. It's southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana. Okay. Right. Yep. I'm about, about an hour and a half north of New Orleans. Okay. 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 Awesome. So, hey, Josh, tell me, tell me, and I, I don't know when you were doing your development and all that kind of stuff. You know, we, 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 we see a lot of uh, of of, blo- of mineral blocks, like you know, the rock comes to come to mind. Um, you know, what? Why did you decide to go with a granular form as opposed to an actual, um, uh, solid. An actual solid piece of product? Well, I tried the blocks. Um... And it didn't work out for me. Uh, they they take forever to melt away, and a lot of the blocks, if you read on the back of a lot of the blocks uh, that you find in like Tractor Supply, Walmart, Academy, mm. it's mainly salt. Interesting. I mean, it's like eighty percent, seventy percent salt. Even some of them I've seen like ninety-five percent salt. Okay. Interesting. Uh, the one good thing about my mineral, it has less than probably. Thirty percent salt. Wow. So that, that's interesting it, because you, you're not the first. You're not the first feed producer that we've heard 
that that mentioned the excess amount of salt and uh, the excess amount of filler, you know, in in, yeah. in their products. So that's that's very interesting. And, and that that was what I wanted. To, I wanted to be different. I didn't want to be the same as everybody else. Sure. I went and looked at Academy, looked at Walmart, looked at everybody's products. First thing I did was flip it over and look at their ingredients, look what they had, you know, and I said, well, I can do something better. I can actually do something that actually helps the deer. Because uh, salt is just like us, you know, it's kind of bad for us. Right. You know, which deer do love salt. I've seen people take a, a, bo- a box of salt that you buy at the store and pour it on the stuff. And they say, oh, yeah, they, they swear about it. They love it. I said, but it's not doing right. nothing for them. Sure. As soon as they get done with it, they're going to find a water hole somewhere. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know? Well, you know, well, we... So, we we put out on, on the place that we hunt. We we put salt out. Uh, well, I'll I'll go get a, a cattle uh, sodium block, and I'll get a sledgehammer, mm-hmm. and I'll break it up into you know chunks, and I'll I'll put it out at our protein stations, just a little piece, you know, typically around spring green up because I I did read that they do, <coughs> they they do crave salt sometimes. Uh, you know, sometime of the year when they've got an excess amount of greenery, something with their kidneys. We 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 don't claim to ever be very technical on this show, so, <laughs> but but that that's what I've heard. So, but yeah, no, an excess amount, uh, you know, like, like you say, could do them some harm. Yeah, and that and that's what I didn't want to do. I wanted to be like I said. I wanted to be different, and like I said, I'm not bad enough anybody. But yeah. I just wanted to be different from everybody else. I, I wanted to have my own little deal. Sure. I didn't want to copy anybody or anything like that, and I wanted yep. to do something that actually, you know, would help the deer herd. And sure. that's what I'm trying to succeed right now. You know, granted, it ain't, it ain't taking off, I guess, like it should, but Rome wasn't built in one day. Uh, well, that's true. Well, that's what we're we're here to help you try to do. You know, absolutely. Uh, get you know? get the word about you out there to our listeners, and yep, you know, get the rack addiction minerals in front of people. Yep. Um, and people, and, and uh, people can actually see uh, if people watch the Pursuit Channel. Uh, I actually sponsored a show that's going to be on the Pursuit Channel. I think it airs in April. Oh, uh, cool. It's called Rut, yeah, it's called Rut Life TV. Um, they actually killed, I think, three bucks on camera on video over the minerals. Nice. And one of one of them, I think, had over twenty inch spread. Oh, beautiful. Okay. You, know, you said so that was called a, that shows a rut life TV on the pursuit channel. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir. Great. I'll try to find that and uh, link to it in the show notes page. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, be sure to remind people about all that. Sure. That's, yeah, that's they very can, cool. They can, uh, I think it's going to air in April, I believe. I think okay. you said so that everybody can look at this and look at it and, and, they they was they tried me out. They was actually uh, sponsored by another company, and I sent him you know a couple bags for him to try out, and he said it really worked. And so I sent him some more just so it wouldn't be one of the little fluke deals. And sure. And he called me and said, uh, actually that I want to sponsor him, and he liked how I did things. That I was you know uh, an outdoorsman. I was Christian, and you know yeah. I, I sounded I sounded like I was you know the right person. And I, I was down to earth he said i think you'll be a good fit i said well let's go with it and i love it it's been a been a, a partnership family deal ever since that's nice. that's, a, that's a great that's a great story you know you don't you don't hear too much of that you know anymore the unfortunately the 
the almighty dollar and the uh, the corporate uh, the corporate lifestyles kind of kind of taken over that. So that is uh, very refreshing to hear. Exactly, exactly. And I actually had uh, two days ago. I actually had a guy from Karina send me an email too. Oh, oh wow! All right. Well, yeah. You never know. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to hear back from him. So he he approached me. He he actually yeah. went to that local feed store. Nice. He is the sales manager for the Gulf States, is what I've got from him so far. But uh, he's actually lives here in Bush, and I didn't even know it. Oh, no, uh, world. Yeah, <laughs> he's been working for Perina for 26 years. Uh, and he went to that local feed store and bought the last bag that they had, and. He said he can't wait to try it out, and he's supposed to get with me to give him uh, some more to try out, and and I guess discuss other things. So kind of excited cool. to see where that takes us. Oh, yeah, absolutely! Right. You never know where that'll lead. Boy, talk talk <laughs> about talk about a, a a dream job, you know? Oh my! I mean, I I'd be the happiest person there. My wife would be like, "Hey, are you coming home?" And now nah, I'm, I'm not coming home. <laughs> I, I gotta travel around. <laughs> I gotta travel around Texas in my pickup truck and my boots and jeans and and talk about deer and feed and mineral all day. I mean, boy, life's life's rough. <laughs> oh, I love and it. Then, and then that is that is my goal. My goal is to get this business going to where this is my business. This is my baby. This is what I'm going to do. You know, that way, because that was the whole ordeal about me working offshore. I never was home. I was gone nine months out the year. I right. missed birthdays, Christmases. You know, I missed it all. I missed sure. my son's first day of school. Mm. Uh, and which he's five now, he'll be six in September. Mm. Which he loves that I'm home now. You know, he, he yeah. loves that I'm home every night. Sure. Uh, and that would be even a, even more blessing if I can get this thing going to where it's, it's a full-time deal to where this is all I'm doing. Sure. And it, it's, like a, it's like a lifelong dream because I'm a very, very avid outdoorsman. Yep. I've been hunting since I was a kid. Uh, I've, I've had my son been hunting with me since he was two years old. Uh, my yeah. wife, eh, she, she comes every now and then, but I don't <laughs> force her to go. But yeah. Uh, when it's not too cold, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too yeah, cold, or too, hot. too early, or too hot. But I can, I can tell my son I'm going hunting. He's all right. Let's go. You know, he's ready to go. You know, and and that. that's what I love because that's the way I was when I was a kid. You know, I wanted oh, yeah. to go when I was a kid. We did a lot of uh, uh, dog hunting, like we, we used dogs for deer hunting, and yeah. uh, yeah. that was a dying breed now because a lot of places around here they they don't even do it no more. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I love to hear, you know, growing up, hear people talking on the CB radios and, yeah. you know, everybody had their little handles. And I sure. mean, that, that was a, I loved it, you know. That's, and, and I mean, you're, 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 you're basically spelling out my early childhood too. That's, you know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how those, those memories stick with you. You know, one of the things we talk about here on these, these podcasts and we write about a lot is, is the children. You know, and I'm so glad that you're getting your your son involved because, hey, let's face it, man, the, the kids and we've said a billion times they're the future. You know, and, and if they like it and they love it, they're going to be as passionate as you are when it comes to doing it, but defending it as well. Um, and that's so it. that's 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 really a a great thing. So hey, you 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 said something that has nothing to do with feed, but I've always wanted to ask somebody because I, I am familiar with the whole uh, offshore, you know, uh, working on a rig and all that. Question for you is this. I know y'all do shifts out there, you know, you know, a couple of days or weeks or whatnot. 
Did you ever bring fishing gear with you? <laughs> okay. Well, let me, I've let me always wanted to know. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. I actually say offshore because a lot of people that doesn't know about the oil industry yeah. don't know what a, a tow. They don't know what a tow boat is. Okay. Do you know what a tow boat is? No, I know, I know what a tugboat is. The same thing, same family. Uh, yes, basically, <laughs> all it is we we push barges up and down the rivers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. All uh, right. That's what I did, but I still okay. tell people offshore because they 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 think it's offshore. But okay. I was actually inland, so I went all the way up to Chicago. I went to oh, Brownsville. Wow. I went, you know, everywhere. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. You don't go no, up to it, Chicago. It, that's perfectly fine. Uh. That's perfectly, oh yeah, it's cold up there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you were uh, saying, that, those southern boys don't know how to act a little like that. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I was bundled up from head to toe. I looked like that little kid off of that uh, movie, The Christmas Story. He couldn't oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He couldn't put your arms down. Oh, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I bring. I will bring my fishing pole, or sometimes leave it on the boat when I would get off and. Oh, yeah. Every time we had downtime, I would definitely fish. Oh, I believe nice. it. Lord of mercy. Yeah, I mean, if you were if you were stuck somewhere there in the in the Gulf, and you know, I'd have my crabbing gear and my fishing gear, and, uh, you know, if, if, if the company permitted, you know, a 30-pack of beer, boy, we'd have ourselves <laughs> a good time. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, I've always wanted to ask that, so I'll check it off my list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it was fun fishing, especially over there in, uh, I think we was in either Corpus, or might have been in Houston. Okay. But we was fishing over there, and, no, it was in, it was in between Beaumont and Houston. I think it was called Bolivar, which was. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the Bolivar Peninsula, you bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was right there, uh, held up for weather, and, uh. And work waiting on dock space, and our captain actually told us, "Well, y'all, y'all get the day off. You know, y'all can do whatever y'all want." Oh. I said, "All right, well, cool. I'm going fishing." You know, so yeah. I just stood outside yeah. the boat, started fishing, and we ended up catching a whole bunch of redfish, flounder, and then uh, he said, "Well, y'all can drop the the skiff, you know, which is a flat little flat boat," and he said, "Y'all yeah. can go on the side of those barges over there if y'all want to." I oh. said, "All right." And he said, "Well, y'all can take my cast net over there too and catch some shrimp for bait if y'all want to." So, oh. We, we sat over there in the skiff the whole time. I mean, we was burnt from head to toe because we were out in the sun. But <laughs> it, it, it was fun, though. You know, I, oh, I had a lot of good great. memories out there. And <laughs> it, it was fun. It was really fun. But awesome. as soon as my son come along, it, it just wasn't fun no more. I mean, it, it got to where I didn't want to leave, oh, yeah. you know, him and being sure. off 28 days. And oh, it man. definitely for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Josh, I, I, I will tell you this. Jimmy and I and our, our loyal and dedicated following, we, we will do what we can to try to make to try and make your, your product successful. You know, like like I said, you know, we we've got some more that we're gonna trial, get some more pictures for you, assuming I don't die of the influenza that potentially could be coming. So I am I am excited, my friend. And again, we we appreciate your time and we appreciate you uh sending us the mineral for sure. I definitely appreciate it. And like I said, I, I, I can send y'all some more. That way y'all can keep trying it out and uh, try try to put it on the ground this time and see where it happens. Okay. Instead of we will do that. A, instead of putting it on a rock. That way see if it absorbs and see if you end up with a hole a couple months from now. We will we will do that. I'm making myself a note right now. All right. Or if you got, or if you got a rotten stump. Yes, sir. Yep. 
Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Josh, so much for uh, coming on the Feed Bandit podcast. Uh, you know, that was I learned a lot. I know our, our listeners did, uh, and uh, we really appreciate your time. I definitely enjoyed coming to talk to y'all. Hey, it was it was definitely a blessing. I'm glad y'all contacted me to come on y'all show. All right, sounds good, and we will definitely stay in touch. I definitely appreciate it, buddy. Okay, take care, take, sir. Take care. Y'all too, buddy. Okay, awesome. folks. Well, that was Josh Pierre, founder and owner of Rack Addiction Minerals. Uh, you can follow or follow Rack Addiction Minerals on their Facebook page at Rack Addiction Minerals. Uh, Instagram is also at Rack Addiction Minerals. And uh, go over to their website, rackaddictionminerals.com, and there you can buy the their uh, mineral product, the Rack Addiction Mineral product there. Uh, he sells it. Currently, it's in 5- and 10-pound bags. The mineral spring mix. So go over there and uh, get you some. Try it out and see if you have the kind of success uh, we've had so far at, at Rancho Bandito. And uh, Richard, it sounds like uh, we're going to be doing some more testing. I'm excited, man. That's funny. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually looking at all one of our blogs that we did, which is at feedband.com backslash uh, rack addiction minerals product review backslash and I, I i think i said that right but you, you can go to our blogs and find yep. it uh and it, it's kind well, of i'll link to it in the, in the show notes oh okay all right perfect perfect yep. thank you <laughs> so now it, it's kind of funny it's kind of bringing me back I, when we put this when we first did this testing of this product um it was just so dry golly i mean we hadn't had any rain in probably a month and a half uh, and i remember putting this this product out and, and it was wiped out i mean oh, clean i remember you uh yeah, texting me. You were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, like, gone. didn't last long. <laughs> it, it's absolutely gone. And then again, the exotics abs- absolutely tore it up. And it's funny. I'm actually looking at a uh, a picture of a, a black bug antelope fawn uh, sitting in the middle of the pile. Which uh, I mean, it's just I mean that's just rude, you know. But uh, but still fun. I got a picture of a white tail and an armadillo. Believe it or not. So um, yeah, and the exotics as well. Uh, this next next test, excuse me. Uh, I have a feeling we we should put it a little further out on the property, you know, and uh, yeah. get uh, you know get a little different kind of uh, clientele and see yeah. see what it's like. I'm sure they'll love it just as much. Oh, I I uh, have I have no doubt. Well, I tell you what, that's that's a that's actually a really good idea. And I've you know depending on I I got to check the box, see how much he was gracious enough to send us. But yeah, no, we can. We 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 can do two little tests. That that'd be that'd be really cool. I mean, it, it's actually been one of my goals to set up, um, you know, some some mineral stations that were located near some water sources that I know are still plentiful, quote unquote, uh, in the in the miserable summer months. Right. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, again, if I don't die of the influenza, I think we've got ourselves a plan here. I like it. Well. You- so you said that about three or four times. Uh, now yeah. I'm starting to get nervous. Uh, no, you get nervous I, I know. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it so it doesn't come true. You know, uh, it's like, so it's like man. negative uh, negative reinforcement. Yeah, I mean that, like that normally works for my weight. I'm like, man, am I am I fat? And I'm like, well, I'm not turning skinny. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping that the, it'll 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 prevent me from getting it. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. All right, all right. Well, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. knock on wood and all that. Absolutely. Doing there it. You go. Yeah. All right. You got anything else before we sign off tonight? I think that's it. Uh, 
It's February, folks. Uh, them protein feeders ain't going to fill themselves. And those That's predators right. aren't going to shoot themselves. That's so. right. And those hogs aren't going to shoot themselves as well. That's right. We were talking about those motherless hogs that are out there. Uh, and a, a quick update for you. Rancho Bandito, um, just a, a, a bunch of hogs still. it's Something has happened. I don't know. It, it, a know, population explosion? Yeah, the Ellis Island for pigs has opened up, and they, uh, they're they coming. So, anyway, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Well, I need, I'm in the I'm in the market for some more pork and uh, some more ribs. So, sure. yep. Uh, all right, awesome. Yep. yep. All right. Well, uh, that was a fun one. I just want to thank uh, Josh Pierre, uh, founder and owner of Rack Addiction Minerals, again for coming on the podcast. And folks, you can uh, fi- see their their products over at rackaddictionminerals.com. Uh, check it out and uh, be sure to get you some and try it out on your land and. Uh, yeah, let us know how it goes as well. You know, let let Josh know, but let us know too. So it's uh, very interesting. Um, and then uh, with that, I guess just wish all you guys uh, a good one. I'll sign off here. You got yep. anything, Richard? You say nope. Bye? I think that's it. See you, folks. Let's say bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the Feedbanded podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to feedbanded.com promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to feedbanded.com iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time. Please remember to support your local feed store.